This episode contains spoilers for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Welcome to another episode of the Thwipcast. On today's episode, I'm going to be breaking down some recent MCU news and rumors. There's lots of stuff that has dropped lately. There's some pretty exciting things, but this is going to be a longer episode because there's just so much to cover. And some of this has been out for a while, and I'll get more into that later. But what I'm going to start off with is like some more recent stuff, like within the last... I'd say few days to the last week. So this is going to be very exciting. I'm just going to get into it right now because this is going to be a pretty in-depth episode. So starting off, the Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania original ending was kind of revealed. It was leaked back in October of 2022, like a whole summary of the movie leaked. And people who viewed the leaks noticed major differences once the movie came out. And it's obvious in that time between October 2022 and February 17th, 2023, that they reshot the ending. Here are some key points that were changed. The first of which was that Kang survived. I think I would have much preferred this ending. It would be the like dark ending I would have wanted, just because a villain, the size of what Kang is capable of and how, as a character, how big he is. I feel like he should have won in this one, and he still kind of does, but it's kind of assumed that he dies. I still don't think he is dead. So Kang survives, then it goes on to say, Hope and Scott are trapped in the quantum realm. So Kang escapes and he traps Hope and Scott when Hope comes back to save Scott from Kang's like beatdown on him. So we saw that in the movie, Hope comes back to save Scott, and then Kang makes his like push to like jump through the portal. And then that's when they like push him back all the way to the power core, and then he gets like shrunk down into the core, and he's assumed dead. So that's what would have happened there. So now that Hope and Scott are stuck in the quantum realm, Hank vows to find the both of them. And Scott and Hope realize that their family will know how to bring them back, because Cassie and Hank had developed that device that sent the beacon down to the quantum realm, which ultimately sucked them down into the quantum realm. So they know how to reach it. They just, they probably don't want to go back after what they just experienced. But apparently the movie ended with Cassie at a bunch of like computers and she sees something, her eyes widen, she gasps, and then it cuts to black. So I have no idea what this could reference to because it was like all focused on Cassie. You don't see what's on the screens at all. But maybe she realizes there is no way to bring Scott and Hope back, or she sees Kang, I have no idea. That's apparently how Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania was going to end. And I think, I still think a darker ending would have better fitted the movie. I think because these Ant-Man movies are like really lighthearted. I think this one had to be the one to make the darker move, kind of push them in that, not a good ending, but something bad happens and then they are stuck or dead or something like that. So yeah, that is the Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania news. Next I have Steven Yoon joins Thunderbolts. First of all, Steven Yoon is an amazing actor. He's from The Walking Dead, Minari, Nope, Invincible. His character in The Walking Dead, Glenn, will always be one of my favorite TV characters because of his performance. He just brings all the emotion. He knows how to become a fan favorite in basically anything he's in. Like Invincible, he's really good. And Nope, he was really good, even though he wasn't in it too much, but 
He was so good in it. But his role in Thunderbolts is supposed to be a major role, and it's rumored to be significant to the future of the MCU too. At the moment, I have no idea who he could be playing. Many are theorizing he could be playing the character Sentry, who is like a Superman level character. I think he could pull off the psychological side of the character because Sentry has that like split personality between Sentry and the Void, like his evil version of himself. And I think Steven Yoon could show off his incredible acting capabilities by switching back and forth with that like split personality plot point. And again, personally, I'm not entirely sure who he could be playing. Maybe it's a surprise character Marvel is hiding. Maybe it's an X-Men character. But I personally would have loved to see him portray Martin Lee or Mr. Negative in a Spider-Man movie. Uh, many fans have also wanted this. I remember seeing a while back there were all these fake reports that he was cast for Spider-Man 4 to play Mr. Negative. But obviously that probably won't happen unless he is Mr. Negative for some reason in Thunderbolts. But I highly doubt he will be. I will always support Steven Yeun for any Marvel role. He's a great actor. He deserves to be in this universe. However, I will say, I have my two dreamcasts for Dr. Doom and Reed Richards locked in. No offense to Steven Yeun, but Dr. Doom and Reed Richards are off limits for me. Um, I've got Henry Cavill for Dr. Doom and John Krasinski to return for Reed Richards. I'd just like to see more of him. And the reason I say Henry Cavill is because I remember seeing a while ago that it was quote-unquote leaked that he was cast as Dr. Doom, and that obviously hasn't, like, we haven't heard anything about the cast, but... I personally think he would bring that powerful performance to Doctor Doom. He was great as a villain in Mission Impossible Fallout. I'd just like to see him take on a villain, especially Doctor Doom, and he can not really redeem himself after the whole Superman situation, but I feel like Marvel could kind of do like that kind of kick in the balls move to Warner Bros by picking up Henry Cavill and making him Doctor Doom. Put that aside, that's just my personal wishes for Doctor Doom, but uh, moving on. There's a rumor that multiple sequels have been added to the Marvel Studios release schedule. Again, this is rumored, so don't 100% believe this. So, Shang-Chi 2, Eternals 2, and Doctor Strange 3 were rumored to be added to their schedule. I'm all for these coming out. I really liked Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I didn't mind Eternals, and I thought Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness was okay too, but I'm interested to see where these characters could go. I wonder if they will have any impact on the Kang Dynasty or Secret Wars, and I'm pretty sure Doctor Strange 3 probably will because Clea finds Strange in the post credit scene of Multiverse of Madness to help her stop the incursions he caused by the events of that movie. So I'm assuming Doctor Strange plays a huge role in the whole Secret Wars side of the uh, MCU. But yeah, so Shang-Chi 2, Eternals 2, and Doctor Strange 3 have apparently been added to their schedule, and I fully support these being released. I can't wait to see more of Shang-Chi and his universe. Can't wait to see more of the Eternals. My personal favorite Eternals were Gilgamesh, Druig, and Makari. All right, so moving on. This gets into the part where I know some of these are like very late to report. This news and these rumors were released a while ago, but I made all these notes to do an episode on them, but I've just been busy lately, so I haven't had the time to record at the same time I'm making the notes but I still really wanted to talk about them and share my thoughts. So I just decided if I'm already doing a news rumors episode, I might as well include these. So sorry if it seems like this is all like out of date or not relevant anymore, but I just wanted to share my thoughts on these two. So this is all like a mix of rumors and confirmations. I'm gonna explain which one is which. The first one I have is the Entertainment Weekly and Kevin Feige interview on the future of the MCU. 
All of this is confirmed because it's coming straight from Kevin Feige. He starts off by saying Quantumania begins opening up the direction of the new saga, which is the multiverse saga. Big things carry on into the next phases. I can't wait to see what happens next after Quantumania. That was a huge ending, but the post credit scenes got me so hyped. He goes on to say Kamala Khan steals the show in the Marvels. Kamala Khan was Miss Marvel. Her show came out last June, June 2022 on Disney+. Plus. I personally love her character. She's so relatable. I can't wait to see more of her. Can't wait to see her kind of like interact with all the other heroes. We know like Iman Vellani is even like uh, freaked out that she's got to work with Samuel Jackson. And that's a uh, that's a really cool thing to experience at her age. She's like a year or two older than me. So that's pretty cool for someone, I guess, our age. I personally would love that. I think I would freak out too. But yeah, very excited to see Kamala Khan return in the Marvels. Feige goes on to say Moon Knight has a future in the MCU. He's not clear where it is, but I'm very excited to see him return too. He was one of my favorite new additions to the MCU in Phase 4. Moon Knight was one of my favorite projects in Phase 4 too. He's one of my favorite Marvel characters, and I think they uh, definitely did the character justice in the show. Oscar Isaac is, again, amazing in the role, and I know wherever they put him will work well. I'm very curious where he could pop up in some new projects that have been announced, but either way, I trust that they'll include him in the right spots. Going on to... Uh, Kevin Feige addresses the pacing of content releasing that will change heading into Phase 5 and 6. So the Disney Plus shows will be spread out and release fewer per year. They're focusing on nailing quality and they want everything to stand out. They don't want everything so close to each other that it takes the spotlight away from each other. So this was a pretty big complaint from Phase 4 that so much was being released at the same time. It didn't really give each project enough time to breathe and let the audience kind of have it sink in with their system, kind of have like their thoughts actually be developed in a project. Like we had times last year where there was a show, then a movie the next week, then another show like a couple weeks after that, then a movie after that. So it was just constant. And personally, I'm fine with all that because it's just Marvel content and I'm down for that anytime. But I agree that they should probably space them out more, give them time to actually develop as like producers too and creatives to give the time to make sure the project is fully finished because we've seen also lately that there's been some VFX artists that have said that they've been pushed to their limit to finish some of these projects and they haven't given the artist the time to actually finish to the full capabilities that they could produce. I think this is good for Marvel Studios. It kind of goes back to how they were in Phase 3, how they had three movies come out a year, and now that they have Disney Plus at their disposal, they'll probably have two series per year and maybe three movies. I think that's better. It still gives everyone a lot of Marvel content, but it's not so packed into um, like one year. And I do think COVID had a role to play in that too, where they were developing so much. And then COVID happened and then all the stuff that they were working on, like that would release first, kind of overlapped with what they were developing for 2023's part of Phase 4. So I'm glad now they realize that they should probably space these out to give them more time to be developed. So yeah, that's what Kevin Feige said about the pacing of content. He also said mutants are coming. Marvel Studios knows when more mutants will be revealed. 
This is one of the things I'm super excited to see. The X-Men have always been one of the most appealing teams to me. I haven't read too much of their stories, but they are very interesting characters. Wolverine's one of my favorite Marvel characters too. So I'm very excited to see more of them pop up and I know they're gonna do it in the right way. If you go back to my Kang Theory episode, there was a rumor that some big things might go down in Secret Wars. So go check that out if you haven't already. I can't wait to see the X-Men interact with everyone else. That's something that we, in a different world, if Fox had been owned by Marvel Studios, I think that would have elevated Infinity War and Endgame a whole lot more if we had the X-Men, the Avengers, and the Fantastic Four come together to fight Thanos because that's how it was in the comics. All of them came together, the whole universe, and they went to fight Thanos. And I think now that they're in the same universe, I think they're gonna try to do that with the Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. They're gonna have all these characters that they missed having in the big culmination event of Infinity War and Endgame that they're gonna incorporate into the next finale. And I think that's gonna blow a lot of fans' minds away, and I can't wait to see that. Feige also said Deadpool 3 will be rated R. This was a no-brainer to me. Deadpool deserves to be rated R. We have Wolverine and Deadpool. I expect there to be lots of like gory scenes where just tearing each other to shreds and swearing at each other non-stop. All the back and forth banter that they have, I can't wait to see that. Feige said the Marvels revolves around Carol, Monica, and Kamala helping each other. There's elements of the Kree Skrull War in that. I haven't read that storyline, but I know it's supposed to be one of the most iconic Avengers storylines. This movie picks up directly after Captain Marvel, but it's picking up in story, not timeline. I think Secret Invasion also does this, and it does make sense. They're gonna pick up in the story, and then I think they're gonna like flash forward to where we are now because like Kamala Khan has been introduced later on in the timeline where Captain Marvel ends is in the 90s. It's obvious that they're gonna like take a time jump to present day where Kamala Khan is involved because she wouldn't have been born back in the 90s when um, Captain Marvel took place. So that's what he said about the Marvels. He also compares the three characters being together, like the first Avengers coming together. That kind of adds a bit of excitement for the Marvels for me, so I'm looking forward to that. He says, filming on Captain America New World Order will begin soon. He says Harrison Ford's Thaddeus Ross will be president of the United States in this movie. There's a dynamic between Ross and Sam. They have history, and we've seen that in Civil War, where Ross arrests Sam for being a part of Captain America's team, and he's deemed a fugitive, so there's going to be a bit of back and forth between them. Feige describes the interaction between Captain America and President Ross as incredible, I just thought, did he use the word incredible because the Incredible Hulk, or is he just like saying random words? I wouldn't be surprised if we see Red Hulk at all in this because the leader will be involved so it's obvious they're gonna have to do something with red hulk and i'm assuming she hulk will be involved in this movie too so yeah that's new world order thunderbolts will be shooting soon bucky will be leading the team i think this is a big step for bucky taking on the kind of responsibility that steve had when he was kind of leading the avengers I think this is going to further push his character, but he has to manage all these villains that have to work together and they're going to be like childlike where they're going to be fighting with each other and he has to kind of keep them in order. He also says Blade will be shooting in 10 weeks or so. This was like as of back when he was being interviewed, so it's probably like 9 or 8 weeks now. He shares progress on Spider-Man 4. He says a story's in place, there's big ideas, and they're just beginning to write it now. 
I really can't wait for this because Spider-Man's my number one favorite character. I know they're going to do a totally different approach to the character now that he's all on his own. He has no help from anyone. He's just solo Spider-Man like he should be. And I can't wait to see what they do with this character. Then he goes on to say, there's more news coming soon about the Fantastic Four and they will be big pillars in the MCU going forward. I can't wait to see this too, Fantastic Four. Even though I've barely read anything from them, They've been one of my favorite teams just because of like the family dynamic. Like they're Marvel's first family. They're the first team that they ever had. And they've got some pretty interesting storylines that they could adapt that I'm aware of. So can't wait to see the Fantastic Four become like a staple in the MCU. Then I have some rumors. So MCU.amaze via MTTSH on Instagram said that Galactus will be the main villain in Fantastic Four. This was reported on January 28th. So yes, this is like almost a month old, but I just wanted to share my thoughts. So the rumors Galactus will be the villain of Fantastic Four. I'm interested if this is true. It's a very big villain to start off with. I guess Doom is just as big, like not literally, like Galactus is huge, but I'd be very interested to see how they handle Galactus like right away in the Fantastic Four movie. I would like to see Silver Surfer involved if Galactus is in it, it just seems logical. I'm curious if Galactus will be seen in this and then set aside and then used as the main villain for the next saga, or if he'll be like kind of in the comics where he pops up, he goes away, but he's always like, like a threat in the background that just randomly pops up sometimes and they have to go stop him. I think that would be something they should do. I don't see like Galactus being the villain of a whole saga. I see something like Annihilus, Doctor Doom, or Magneto being a like full villain for a saga, but I can't wait to see Galactus finally be introduced to the MCU. Moving on, I have Reed Richards and Susan Storm will be parents in Fantastic Four. Franklin and Valeria Richards are rumored to be included in Fantastic Four. So I was thinking, does this mean it takes place later in the team's career? Maybe they even go further to make Nathaniel Richards link to these characters somehow. Maybe Kang is involved in some way. Even if he isn't the villain in this movie, I can see him making a cameo because Steven Broussard, who's a producer on Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania said, there's going to be a lot of projects going forward that are touched by Kang in some way. So this one seems like a no-brainer to kind of include Kang in some capacity, either it's the post credit scene or having him be somewhat involved. And then that kind of adds to the whole Reed Richards is kind of responsible for the next big bad being involved with the MCU. Again, MCU.amaze via Cosmic Circus on Instagram said, Deadpool 3 will break the multiverse. This was reported on February 9th. So it's rumored that Deadpool 3 will be the first MCU project where the multiverse reaches a breaking point with Deadpool's actions affecting everyone in the MCU. I think this would be super interesting because it's a character like Deadpool and he can do anything he wants. The fact that he will break the multiverse seems very interesting. I think it's a bold move by Marvel Studios to do that. How this one guy who just goofs around all the time can be responsible for the big event. And we've seen Deadpool at the end of Deadpool 2. He was time traveling. He was kind of changing all these different timelines. If they tie that into the continuity of the MCU, I think that would be very surprising. But they can just say like he time traveled to this thing and then that's when the next part of the rumor comes in where the TVA are rumored to be involved. They are rumored to like apprehend 
Deadpool and Mobius will even apparently be a supporting character in the movie. Maybe this is how they get more mutants to appear, like more than just Wolverine, because we know he's going to be a main character in this with Deadpool. I just think it's very interesting how Deadpool could be the reason why so many multiversal events could happen. So I'm very interested to see Deadpool 3. I think it's going to be the big game changer before the Avengers movies that I'm very excited to see. I can't wait to see Marvel Studios approach on the character too. I trust that Kevin Feige will keep it like very similar to what Fox was doing because those were very well received. The next one I have is that MCU.base via Cosmic Circus on Instagram said, an incursion between Earth 838 and 616 will happen in an upcoming Avengers film. And this was reported on February 11th. So it's rumored that 616 and 838 will have an incursion. Maybe this is what causes the secret wars. And 838's superior Iron Man will be the main threat from 838. So this was a character that was apparently absent from Multiverse of Madness, like they had him already and they just cut him. I'm very interested to see what other variants could show up from 838 because like you have the variants, what if Miles Morales is in this universe and this is how he comes into it, where all these people just start showing up because of the incursion and then they stick around for the remainder of the MCU. And maybe we even see Daniel Craig's Balder the Brave, or again, we know Superior Iron Man will probably be involved in some way. This was a big rumor when the Multiverse of Madness trailer came out because people thought that Maria Rambo's Captain Marvel looked like Superior Iron Man, and I never believed that. I thought it was Maria Rambo the whole time, but if they do Superior Iron Man as like the main threat from that Earth, I think that would be very cool. I highly doubt they will bring Robert Downey Jr. back for that. I think they'll go with someone else. But either way, I'm very interested to see a version of Iron Man come back. So the next one I have is the Fantastic Four casting is coming soon. This was via the Direct via Justin Kroll. The casting may begin this month. The rumor was that they will be casting Susan Storm first and then they'll build the rest of the team off her. I'm guessing Reed will be cast last since he has like the most fan demand. I remember, again, I kind of mentioned this before, where at San Diego Comic-Con that their cast leaked last summer where it had John Krasinski as Reed. Again, I'd really like to see him come back. He was always my top fan cast. It was also in that like fake leak um, that Jodie Comer was Sue, that John Boyega was Johnny Storm, Seth Rogen was The Thing, and then Henry Cavill was Doctor Doom. And again, I'd love to see that since Superman is out of the picture, Marvel needs to pick him up for some kind of role. So the Fantastic Four cast is apparently coming soon, and I can't wait to see what they do with that. I know it's going to stop because... All these fans have been fan casting for years, and I, after they finally release that, they're going to finally stop. There's going to be a lot of confused and disappointed people when they do announce it because they're like, this isn't my fan cast, I hate this, or something like that. But I know they're going to choose the right people for these roles. They're super iconic, so whoever they choose is going to, again, have a big role going forward in the MCU, and I'm very excited to see who they announce. So moving on. I have Professor X and Magneto are returning soon. And this is just a rumor because Sir Patrick Stewart was interviewed, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, like in my notes I have a few days ago, but this was like last week or the week and a half ago. So he was interviewed for Picard and he was asked about coming back as Professor X since we saw him in Multiverse of Madness. He was asked about if he's coming back again. 
He said he is told to stand by. Many speculated he will return in Deadpool 3, maybe even Avengers. He stated that Sir Ian McKellen may be able to return as well. He has a legendary portrayal of the Magneto character. I personally view Michael Fassbender as the best Magneto. I would love to see him return as well. Apparently, Stuart and McKellen have had conversations about what they could do with these characters if they came back. And I just think it's cool that they still talk about these roles together. They're best friends now, and I, I'm not entirely sure if they knew each other before X-Men, but they have that strong connection together. And even in their roles, they kind of have to act like brothers because they were kind of brothers. Not literally, but they had the like brotherly relationship. And I think the fact that they still talk about these roles means that like they're so important to them and they're just so iconic too. It was rumored that Magneto was filmed for Multiverse of Madness and Fassbender was playing him and he was obviously cut from the movie, but I think Secret Wars should be the place where all of these characters return one last time. Again, I kind of talk about this in my Kang 3 episode where I mentioned the X-Men. So I would probably see Stuart and McKellen returning either Deadpool 3 for a short time or they come back in Secret Wars for one last time playing these characters. The next thing I have was Emma Corrin joins Deadpool 3. This was confirmed. She played Princess Diana in The Crown Season 4. I haven't seen anything with her in it. She has won awards though, so it's obvious that she's very talented. And apparently she's playing the lead villain. It's unknown who that will be. Many fans speculated that it will be Danger, who is the physical form of the program that runs the Danger Room from the X-Men. And this rumor was shot down like shortly after it was uh, speculated by everyone. So Emma Corrin in Deadpool 3, she's playing the villain and I'm very interested to see which character she could be. I would like to see her maybe as Mystique, and I know she probably can't be like the main villain of Deadpool 3, especially if this is dealing with like multiverse kind of like effects, but based on, like I haven't seen anything with her in it like in entirety, but clips I've seen, like just at award shows and stuff, she seems like she could pull off a Mystique, but that's just me, so. Moving on, I'm almost done. The next thing I have is Phase 7 development teased by Kevin Feige. He was asked by Randall Park, who plays Jimmy Woo in Ant-Man and the Wasp and in WandaVision. Kevin says, this is a quote, three phases at a time. They very methodically plan everything out. I would love to see how they come up with their entire sagas. I do own the story of Marvel Studios book and they talk about their creative retreats where they talk about which projects they want to do, how they want to add it to the timeline, which order everything will go in, new characters they want to bring in, and like the ultimate event they want to build up to. That's something I'd really like to like just sit back and take in to see all that creative energy be expressed all at the same time. It's something that I would wanna be involved with too and contribute to and kinda of just geek out at, but definitely check out that book if you haven't already. It's so eye-opening and amazing. So definitely check it out if you haven't. It is on the more expensive side for a book, but it is definitely worth it if you are invested in this universe and these characters and the people behind it. And he goes on to say the more specific storyline was introduced in Quantumania. And it's obvious that Kang is gonna be like the big presence, like obviously because 
the next Avengers movie is called the Kang Dynasty, but just the plan that he has in place is going to come into play very soon. So I can't wait to see that. But as far as phase seven, they've obviously talked about it. Are they going to say anything about it? No, they're going to wait until after Secret Wars comes out. They're going to wait until this saga is finished and then they'll start talking about the next three phases where he says three phases at a time. They're doing saga by saga, and I respect that. It's a very good like creative decision too, where they're not like becoming over ambitious with kind of linking things to the future that may not even happen by the time they get to it. So I respect Feige for that. The last thing I have, this is confirmed, that Disney Plus projects are shifting. This was from the Hollywood Reporter. Bob Iger, who is the CEO of the Walt Disney Company, has begun to slow down the output of content from the company. It's very expensive to release content at the pace they did for Phase 4, and Marvel will be greatly impacted by this restructuring. It's said that Secret Invasion and Loki Season 2 are the quote-unquote sure bets for 2023. That means that What If Season 2, Echo, Agatha, Coven of Chaos, and Ironheart may be shifting to maybe you have like Echo later this year or Ironheart later this year and then the rest get picked up in 2024. So I'm very interested to see how they handle that. And then projects like Nova and other ones that are in development are gonna be evolving at a slower pace. So they're obviously more directed to wanting to make sure a project is like high quality instead of trying to just constantly release things to get through their slate. They need to give all these projects time to be developed in a like actual like complete way. Make sure every aspect of it is checked. Make sure it's 100% good to like be released. And I think Iger has a very smart approach to the restructuring part of all that because he was the CEO of the Walt Disney Company for like a long time in Marvel Studios like reign of the big company. He was responsible for a lot of the decisions made in phase three of the MCU, which is highly regarded as the best part of the entire universe so far. So I'm glad to see Iger's back calling the shots and he is making smart moves. He he did leave and then Bob Chapek took over in, I think it was 2020 or 2019, but obviously the company was much different with Chapek than it was with Iger and Iger has experience with this company, so I fully trust him. If you haven't read this too, his autobiography on his life and how he was introduced to the Disney company is very interesting and very amazing. It's called The Ride of a Lifetime, Lessons Learned from 15 Years as CEO of the Walt Disney Company. So check that out. He's a great writer. I read this like in 2020 when COVID happened, so it was like very easy to get through. It's not a long book, but um, definitely check that out too if you haven't already. So that is all the MCU news and rumors that I had. Obviously much more of this stuff is going to be coming out and I will do my best to either retweet this news. I know I'm pretty good at that. Like I, I'm constantly on Twitter making sure I'm uh, retweeting important news about the MCU, DCU, and just movies in general. But yeah, so thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at thwip underscore media where I will be retweeting news, sharing content updates, 
Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Thwip Media, where I have my video versions of this podcast. And thank you for watching this on YouTube if this is how you're viewing this episode. Make sure to listen to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Make sure to share it around. And again, thank you so much. I appreciate anyone who is listening or watching this. And I will see you all next time.